Hey, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast, YouTube video, depending on how you found me. But either way, I'm glad you found me. Today, we're reading Bible verses talking about God listening to us. Maybe you're wondering if He hears us. Maybe you're feeling a little distant from Him and feeling like He's not listening to you right now in your prayers, but I promise you, He is. We're going to bounce around from the Old Testament and the New Testament today, talking about Bible verses that prove that God is listening to us. So let's read these. Let's talk about them. Let's go. Good morning. Uh, thanks for uh, joining me yet again for another Bible reading and coffee drinking. If you've noticed, I have. Uh, I am drinking out of a Christmas mug. For this episode, we uh, we changed our dishes out last night. So uh, unfortunately, if you're watching this live on Instagram on uh, Mondays and Fridays, or if you're watching it on YouTube later on, uh, you get to see me with a Christmas mug for the next two months. <laughs> That's the way we do these things here in my household. But if you're listening to this, thanks for joining me as well. So no matter how you're finding me, whether you're live on Instagram or whether you listen to it on the podcast or watch it on YouTube afterwards. I'm glad you found me. Today is going to be a good one. We're diving in to uh, Bible verses talking about God listening to us. Does he listen to us? Are, are you feeling that maybe he's not listening to you right now? Let's read uh, some Bible verses, Old and New Testament, to help us feel confident that God is listening to us and how to pray in order for God to listen to us. We're going to talk about that a little bit as well. Until uh, Before we kind of get started here, a couple of housekeeping things I'd like to remind you guys of. It's November uh, at the time of recording this. What does that mean? We're doing our Christmas sale. Go to livingchristian.org and .org, livingchristian.org, and you can use the code CHRISTMAS and get 20% off the entire store. Uh, we run that, and for a little while, uh, usually in the month of November, I want to make sure I got plenty of time to get everybody their Christmas gifts that buys from the store. I appreciate uh, you buying. We got uh, we got t-shirts like the one I'm wearing now, hoodies, hats. We got all sorts of stuff. Check it out, livingchristian.org. While you're there, uh, we're doing our Christmas fun donations as well. If you're live on Instagram, you get to donate to the badges. If you just want to donate via like PayPal, you can do that on livingchristian.org. Anything that goes uh, on that PayPal will come directly to the Christmas fund as well. If you go to livingchristian.org, you'll see a graphic right there in the middle that says donate to the Christmas fund. That's the easy way to do that. All right, so thank you for that, for indulging me that uh, one more time. And uh, and let's get going here with Bible verses about God listening. Stay tuned till the end uh, because I will be answering a few questions as well. If this is your first time listening or watching, uh, I read Bible verses, we talk about them, and then at the end I'll take a couple of questions. So let's have a sip of coffee. And uh, let's dive into, we're going to start with 1 John 5, 14 is our first Bible verse today. It's at the back of the Bible. Uh, so right before you get to the book of Revelation, you have these, these, these short little Bible uh, chapters here, books of the Bible, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and Jude. So we're going to start in 1 John 5, verse 15 today. It's uh, really far back in my Bible, uh, page 1675. So uh, flip to the back of your Bible if you're following along. And we're going to talk about Bible verses about God listening to us. So let's start with 13, because I want to read 13, 14, and 15. I love to have kind of context for these verses that we talk about. So let's start with 13. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, talking about Jesus, so that you may know you have eternal life. 
Verse 14 is what we want to talk about today. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. So the key to this kind of version of, of, of telling us that God is listening to us is that we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Part of having uh, and making sure that God hears our prayers and responds to our prayers is making sure or trying our best to pray for things that are part of God's will, right? If your prayers align with God's will, miracles are going to happen in your life. I promise you that. So we want to pray about anything that pleases Him. Now, what pleases God, okay? Now, we go back, and I'll, I'll answer my own question in a second. At the very end, it talks about we also know that He will give us what we ask for only if we pray for things that please Him, okay? You can go, uh, there's several other verses uh, talk about confidence that we have towards Him. Uh, there's all sorts of different things that um, it talks about uh, for anything that is part of God's will, depending on the translation that you're reading. But in my translation, it talks about pleases God. What pleases God What pleases God is when we live out our life according to His plan, when we live out our life as a reflection of Jesus Christ, when we live out our life and bear those that fruit that He wants us to bear because we've accepted Jesus in our lives. So if you pray for God to work in your life, if you pray for Him to give you the strength to, to follow His path and to live out the life that He wants for you, then those things will happen. It's as simple as that. If you pray for things and you treat God as a genie, like we're just wishing for stuff, I want, I want, I want, then that's not necessarily going to garner the answered prayers that you're looking for. But if you're praying for things that and, and, and for things in your life to move and to glorify God and to please God, then the Bible right here tells us that He will answer our prayers. So how do you know God's listening to you? You got to be talking to him in the right way. You've got to be praying for his will to be done in your life, not for your will to be done in your life. I hope that makes sense to you guys. All right, let's flip uh let's we're going to go old to Old Testament now. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. So for those who are not familiar with the Bible, I love these tabs I have in my Bible if you're watching. Uh frankly, I just got them on uh I just got them on Amazon. Um, so Jeremiah is in the Old Testament. It's, uh, i got to put my glasses on so I can see. Uh, it's about halfway through. It's past Isaiah. Um, it's past, um, it's right before uh, Ezekiel and Daniel and all those. So we're going to go to John, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. As I sometimes do, I tell you guys where they're located in my Bible. It's right around page 1,000, 1,024, I believe, on my Bible. So there we go. Verse, uh, verse 3 is the one we're going to read. And this is an interesting one, because it talks about, and let me just read it, and then we'll talk about it, okay? Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Isn't that interesting? Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets about things that you don't know, things that will come. God wants us to give the wisdom that we need to live our lives. I love the fact that it, it, uh, Jeremiah is talking about the remarkable things, remarkable secrets that you don't know. Isn't that crazy? Remarkable secrets. So if you pray to God for the wisdom, right, to know 
what his plans are in your life, goes back to the will, right? He'll give you the wisdom of remarkable secrets. Basically, he'll tell you what you don't know already. He'll show you what you don't know already. Now, what do we not know? We don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know what the uh, what 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 the days ahead of us in our lives will bring. We don't know how long we're going to live. We don't know what we're going to be doing tomorrow. We don't know what we're going to be doing next week. It's all a remarkable secret to us, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to give us the answers to all of the strange things in the world that's happening right now. So don't go in with the expectation that if you pray to God and ask him why people die, why there's evil in the world, that he's going to give you clarity on that. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But everything in the future is a remarkable secret to us, right? Everything we don't know is a secret to us. So I like to read that in the sense of, okay, if I uh, pray to God and ask him for some clarity and some wisdom about what I need to do in the future, right? Where I need to go in the future, where he wants me to go, where he wants, where he is going to lead me in the future, a lot of times he will show me the path to move forward. He'll open those doors, or at least show me what door I'm supposed to go through. So that's a remarkable secret to me. All right, let's go back to the New Testament, and we're going to go to John 9. So uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is our Gospels, as we know. They start the New Testament, so if you haven't read those fully, I would ask you to do that first if you haven't read the the Bible fully. Uh, John's an interesting one. Uh, I love uh, all the books of the Gospel. So this is John 9, verse uh, 31. All right, I'll give you a second to uh, flip back in case you were, uh, in case you were, um, you know, reading along. So we're talking today about Bible verses about God listening to us, God hearing our prayers. So we started with 1 John 5:14, making sure that we're praying along his will. The second is he promises that if we pray uh, correctly, he will show us the answers to remarkable secrets. And now in uh what did I say? John uh, 9 31. Let's read that. All right. Okay. We know that God, we know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Hmm. Ever since the world began, no one uh, was able to open their eyes to someone born blind. If a man were not of God, we could not have done it. So the key on 31 is that God does not listen to to sinners, right? He listens to worshipers of God and people that do his will. So, going back, is God listening to us? Absolutely. If your uh, life is full of sin and you're living in this world too much and you're so separated from God, maybe he's not listening to us. Maybe he's not listening to you. Now, saying that, <coughs> excuse me, we are all sinners. We all live in a fallen world, correct? That doesn't mean that you're a sinner. It means that you have sinned. There's a difference in my mind with the with the language there, okay? The language means if you're embedded in your sin, if you're living in your sin, if you're living in this world and you're and you're you're almost focused all on your sin and not focused on Jesus at all, then you are a sinner because you are identifying with your sin. That makes sense. You're not a Christian, a a follower of Christ who still sins. You are a sinner. That's the difference. I know it's I know it's a weird vernacular. I know it's um kind of figuring that out on the language part. But if you think of yourself as a Christian who just still happens to sin 
Okay, great. If you're living in sin, if you're focused on your sin, and Jesus is second to your sin, then he is not hearing your prayers. If you're a worshiper of God and you're doing his will, God listens to you. It tells us right there in John 9, verse 31. So think about if you're not, excuse me, if you're not hearing, or if God's not hearing your prayers, if you're praying, praying, praying for something and he is not responding to you in any way, then maybe it's because you're so focused on your sin and you're not focused enough on God. You're not worshiping God enough. You're not doing his will enough. You're stuck in your sin, and you're almost worshiping your sin, your sinful behavior in this world. It's all about having, you know, an idol that's not Jesus, that's not God. That's where we we all worship something in this world, okay? Let's be honest, okay? Every single person on this planet worships something. Either you're worshiping God, or you could worship money, a lot of times we're worshiping ourselves. We put ourselves in the middle of everything and not God in the middle of everything. But it could be your you know, the things that you own, the people you hang out with, the money, the success. There's a lot of things that we worship in this world that's not God. And I promise you, if you're doing that, God is not hearing your prayers, according to John 9, verse 31. Okay? All right, let's wrap up and we'll stay in the New Testament. Flip back uh, to 1 Peter. That is just a couple of chapters behind here. One of those small chapters. We'll do 1 Peter 3, verse 12. All right, that's fine, verse 12 here. Okay. I love this. I want to wrap up this section of our uh, uh, kind of episode with this. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, but his ears are open to their prayers. Let's read that again. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and sorry, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. What does that mean, turning your face? So if somebody's talking to you, let's say you're having a conversation one-on-one with somebody, and they turn their face away, they ain't listening to you anymore. <laughs> That's what it means. Right? That is what he's talking about. So he will watch over anybody who does right. So if we're doing God's will and we're living according to what God's asking us to do, he will watch over us and his ears will be open. He will hear our prayers once again. But if we're doing evil and we're focused on our sin, similar to the last uh, verse we just read, if we're so focused on our sin, God will turn his face to you and stop listening to you. How, how challenging is that? How convicting is that statement? A lot of times we like to believe that, you know, no matter what we do, no matter how we act, no matter what we focus on in this world, God is still there for us and God still hears our prayers. But the answer really is, he will turn his face to you if you reject him. If you reject God, he will, frankly, reject you. According to the scriptures that we just read, he will not listen to your prayers unless you're living the life that you need to be living and focused on the life that you need to be focused on and worshiping God and loving God and following Jesus and praying with an open heart 
and an open mind that his will be done in your life, not yours. If you come to God humbly and ask him for guidance and wisdom in your life, he will provide that, but you have to go to God humbly. You can't go to him stuck in your sin, loving this world, and not loving him, and expect him to embrace those prayers. It's not going to happen. He's a jealous God in that way, but in reality is, you got to meet him in the middle. Okay? You've got to meet God in the middle. He will hear your prayers. He will answer your prayers, but he doesn't want you to live in this evil. He doesn't want you to worship other idols and other things in this world, <clears throat> including worshiping yourself, for that matter. He doesn't want that. He wants you to love him and to have a close relationship with him. So if the the, the reality is, of all these Bible verses we just read, and I could have read 30 of them, the reality of it is, if you love God and you love Jesus more than you love this world, he will hear your prayers. He is open. His ears are wide open. He will respond to you, and you will live a life in conjunction with him. It's all about that relationship, and we've talked about this in many other episodes before, okay? You've got to have that relationship with Jesus, and you've got to believe in your soul that he wants what's best for you, and that he will guide you if you ask him, okay? So don't be scared, like, oh, am I so stuck in my sin that he's not going to, uh, you know, hear my prayers? I promise you, if you're worried about that, then you're on the right path, okay? <laughs> what the Bibles are talking about is people that have rejected Christ, rejected God, and, and are focused so hard on this world that they don't care about what God says. They don't care if there is a God. So of course he's not going to listen to those people. Fair enough? Work on your relationship with Christ. And he will, I promise you, hear your prayers. Okay? All right, that's a good word. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and uh, for the next uh, you know, five or ten minutes and talk about, uh, I'll answer a few questions. <clears throat> so the uh, um, you may or may not know this, but I record these podcasts and these YouTube videos live on Instagram. And uh, the last couple of episodes, uh, they have not wanted to show me questions. And it's not working again today. So what I did, so if you would like to submit a question for each one of these episodes, let's start doing that again. Uh, and ahead of time, on my Instagram story yesterday, and Facebook story, uh, I shot out and allowed people to submit questions for this episode. And that's going to work a lot better. I think we're going to have to do that moving forward. So I've got a bunch of them that I have here in front of me. Uh, and uh, I'm going to read a handful. I've got a handful I kind of read through this morning a little bit and just trying to pick out a handful just to uh, read today and answer. I, I don't have any, for those who know me or pay attention to this, I don't, um, I don't think through these too much. This is my gut reaction to most of these questions. So I apologize if I go off track, which I tend to do at times, but I do have a, a few of these questions pulled up that I want to answer. So if uh, on Friday, uh, on Friday, uh, on Thursday, rather, I'll have a, uh, also on the Instagram and Facebook <clears throat> stories, you'll have an opportunity to submit a question as well. So anytime you want to do that, you can uh, submit a question. I'll answer it. Uh, if you miss any part of these episodes on Mondays and Fridays, they're on YouTube, they're in the podcast, and they're also live uh, on Instagram. And they're on my page on Instagram too. So if you go to the uh, little video tab there, you can watch any of the previous episodes as well. All right, let's see what we got here. Let me have a sip of coffee and I'll answer one of these. Looks like I got this question twice for two different people. What's the hardest thing 
for me about being a Christian, riding with the rebel and lean the realist. We got several uh, people ask the same question. What's the hardest thing for me about being a Christian? I'll tell you this. Um, for me, the hardest thing about being a Christian is living in a world that glorifies sin. It bothers me. Uh, it makes me sad. Um, I look at people that are glorifying sin, not that are stuck in sin, not people that are still living in a fallen world and sinning. We all do that. But people that are glorifying sin, like it's something to be proud of. It's something to, you know, identify as. Uh, I, I don't, I, I, it, it pains me. And no matter what that sin is, right, and you can go through the Bible and there's lots of sins uh, that we are all guilty of, right? Um, and whether the smallest of sin of lying or whether it's stealing, whether it's uh, adultery, there's all sorts of sins listed out in the Bible. And the problem is our society a lot of times will glorify that sin uh, and put it up as, as a, some sort of, you know, the thing to do. It's cool to do. And morally speaking, I, I'm, I'm challenged by that. Uh, it's hard to live in this world and, and see uh, on TV and the movies and on, on the on music and everywhere else, social media especially, that people are glorifying sin like it's something to you know be proud of and something to kind of praise. And, and uh, that that's for me the hardest thing about being a Christian. It's not believing in God. It's not, um, you know, giving my life to Christ and, and reading the Bible. That it's, it's challenging at times to make sure that you're focused on your faith, that's for sure. This world will distract you. But the distractions that are sinful uh, is challenging to me. It's challenging to look around and see people um, just be happy in their sin. It, it's uh, really tough. So, all right, let's see what else we got. Um I'm new to Christ. Uh, this is from Serena. I'm new to Christ. What chapter in the Bible do you recommend for me to read first? Okay, I've answered this before. Anybody new to Christ, and welcome, by the way. I'm so happy that you're making this decision to follow Jesus. Uh, first and foremost, uh, welcome to the family. Second of all, I say this every time, especially with people that are um, new to the Bible. All right, Maybe they're, they've been to church, they grew up in the church, but they've never really dove in and read the Bible. I I think you should start with the Gospels, okay? So the New Testament starts with Matthew, okay? So it goes to the four books of the Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then Acts uh, is kind of the fifth book, but it's not a true uh, uh, Gospel, so to speak. So, But it does continue the story. So basically, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell the story of the life of Christ, okay? And what we need to do in order to basically be with him for eternity. Acts is great. It, it expounds on that after Jesus' death and talks about the setup of the church. That's a good one as well. But I would start with Matthew and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John so you can get the perspective of four of the apostles. So you can read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's my advice to you. You can, at that point, go back to the beginning of the Bible and read Genesis all the way through if you'd like. But just remember that there's, these are 66 books of the Bible. It's not a novel, Right, that's, that goes to the beginning and end. It does talk about the beginning of all of creation and what happens at the end. We went through that over the last six episodes of this podcast, but it's not a, a fiction novel. Okay, uh, this is sixty-six books that have been put together that have Jesus strung throughout them. Okay, so but you got to get that foundation of Christ first. So that would where I would start would be um, would be uh, uh, Matthew and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay. 
Uh, have you ever, uh, this comes from Girl Masaka, uh, have you ever been in a position where you have to show love to people who have wronged you? Girl, I, er, like every day, is that is that the right answer? Is the is the right answer every day? <laughs> I, I think so. I think we all uh, have experienced people, uh, you know, challenging us in a way and wronging us in a way, and we're constantly being in that position to show them love. Uh, all right, we're supposed to love our enemies. We're supposed to love everyone uh, and, and try to and try to live the way that Christ lived. Uh, and so, yes, the answer is yes, and it's all the time. Uh, it's, uh, I, th- I feel that this world, the devil uses people just like God uses people in my mind, uh, to try to get us off track and distract us from Jesus. And so in my mind, that is uh, the biggest wrong. Okay. So when people divert me and pull me away or attempt to pull me away from my faith, uh, and whether that is because they're doing evil or they're wronging me or they're, you know, whatever, attacking me in some form or fashion. Uh, absolutely. Especially on here, uh, right? I'm on social media. Uh, for those, uh, I'm sure you understand, uh, I get a lot of uh, hate and uh, people that are trying to wrong me on social media. You guys should see some of the direct messages I get that are just awful. Uh, but it's all part of it, right? Uh, Jesus said that they hated him and they're going to hate us as well. So bring it on. I don't really care. Uh, but my point is uh, I have to show people love constantly because that is what Christ would do. All right. Last uh, question. And then uh, we'll get out and, and start our week. Sophia says, I want to read my Bible, but I get bored. What do you suggest I should do? All right. The reason why people get bored with reading the Bible for, I think, a couple of reasons, but one is they don't know what they're reading. It's it's uh, written in an ancient uh, language, right? And uh, it's translated, uh, but it's confusing, and they don't know what they're reading. They're thinking, sometimes, they think they're reading it like a novel. Uh, and uh, so if you go to my website, you can actually download uh, for free uh, the my Bible outline, my Bible guide, so you can kind of see what you know you're doing. But you can get that for free if you want to. I think the code is Bible, or if you sign up for my newsletter, you get it for free as well. Uh, so do that. But my point is, at least you have understanding and context of what you're reading, right? Is it a book of wisdom? Is it a historical book? Is it a you know, prophetic book? Is it uh, talking about the Jesus and the Gospels? Whatever that may be, it gives a good outline on that. So that would help with your boredom. But my best answer to this is make it part of your day. A lot of times you make reading the Bible as an afterthought and you're fitting God in to your schedule. My advice would be to set aside in the morning and read your Bible. Don't do it when you got the end of the day, when you have all the stuff happening in your head and you're thinking about what, what your day was and what you did and what you did wrong, what you did right and what you're planning for tomorrow. Clear your head. Find a quiet place to be with God in the morning. Spend 30 minutes praying and reading your Bible. And I promise you, you won't get bored. It is not a boring book, to say the least. Okay? There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> right? Yes, you, the, some of the Old Testament, you know, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, some of those like, like legal and kind of uh, rule books, quote unquote, uh, are, are challenging and hard to read and slow. A lot of genealogy in there. It's hard. I understand that. But that is a very small part of the Bible. The first part of the Bible is wonderful stories. The whole Old Testament is full of glorious stories 
uh, and lessons that we need to learn. And the whole New Testament is talking about Jesus. So I promise you, you won't get bored. There's nothing to get bored about. Uh, the reason why you're bored is because you, do, A, don't understand what you're reading, and B, you're distracted. You're distracted by your day, distracted by the world, okay? Uh, so it's not boring, I promise you, but uh, you got to find the right time. I like to read in the morning, spend some time in prayer, spend some time reading the Bible, and spend that quiet time with God to get your day started, and maybe that'll help you focus a little bit. So that's my advice, uh, Sophie. Uh, hopefully that helps. All right, sip of coffee, and let's uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for showing us how you are always listening to us, and you're listening to us right now, Lord. The Bible says we're two or more gathered. You will be there, and we know that you're here right here with us, listening to us right now, Lord, and we're so grateful for that. We're so thankful for that, and it's so comforting knowing that you're here with us. Help us, Lord, have the strength and the courage to reject the sinful world, reject the distractions of this world, and only focus on what pleases you, as your word told us today. Help us pray for what pleases you. Help us pray for your will to be done in our life. Help us get out of our own way, Lord. Sometimes we pray for things that we want instead of what we need. We pray for for direction in our life that we want, not your direction in our life. We apologize, Lord. We're sorry that we don't know how to pray sometimes. But we're very grateful that you showed us how to pray today. I'm praying for your will to be done in our life. I'm praying for your guidance so you can give us the wisdom to make the right decision that glorify you, Lord. We love you so much and we trust you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll see you back on Friday for another episode. Till next time, keep Jesus in your heart and forever in your mind. Love you guys.